I'm Chip Freud, and this is the Artist Spotlight, conversations with contemporary artists based on five simple questions that explore the artist's journey, creativity, and sources of inspiration. Welcome to another episode of the Artist Spotlight podcast. I'm Chip Freund, and today I'm joined by Alana Nuff. Alana is a gifted oil painter whose work often depicts scenes on or near the water. Like me, Alana is an encore career artist, having left a successful career in capital management in 2008 to pursue her lifelong passion and love of art full-time. I met Alana recently at the opening of the Fine Arts League of Carries annual juried show where her work, Reaching for Safe Harbor, took first place in this national exhibition. Alana, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chip. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, we had a, a nice conversation at the show opening, and, and we share some uh, some similar loves and passions. So uh, I, I think this will be a fun conversation. Yeah, we're both sailors. Indeed. So we, uh, I like to open this up with a, just a, a brief summary of a project maybe you just finished or something you're in the midst of or about to start, just to ground the audience a little bit in uh, what you're about. Well, um, there are, as artists know, many, many different exhibits and competitions throughout the year. One of them that I always try to get ready for and submit work for is the Art Renewal Center. Um, I am an associate living master with them, and there is a painting that I just finished um, it's called Spring in Guythorn, which once again has a boat and some water because that seems to be one of the things that I really do enjoy painting the most. And it caught my eye on a trip to Guythorn, uh, which is in Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, as Guythorn is all a small town with canals for streets and bridges go from block to block over the canals. And and this picture, this painting, as I was turning one of the canals, caught my eye of a a yellow rowboat, which was owned by the owner of the house. And that was their transportation to get around Guythorn. So I love it. And I'm a painter who paints for the moment. Um, I'm sure you as a photographer understand that when something catches your eye and you know that it's fleeting, that, that that one moment you want to hold on to, that is what I try to do when I paint. Something catches my eye. And so I I go for each moment in life that um, needs a painting that says, that's special. <laughs> well, neat. Yeah. Well, and good luck in getting ready for that next show. Thank you very much. The uh, The lead question in each one of the podcasts is, what is your earliest memory of making art of any kind? My earliest memory was as a child, five, six, sitting on the back porch in the summertime with a pencil and paper in hand drawing. And my mom taught art. So she graduated from the Cleveland Art Institute. And I would just draw anything and everything. I didn't even have to be something I saw. It could be out of my imagination. And so that's my earliest recollection of drawing. I always knew I could draw and I always loved drawing. Um, Took a long time for me to finally succumb to it though, late in life. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's, 
I have incredible amount of respect because I've never been able to draw other than I'll call it mechanical drawing. So I could do drafting work, but I, I can't do a, a freehand sketch of anything that it looks anything other than a stick figure. So, oh, I bet you could if you tried. <laughs> I, I have tried from time to time, but I, I, I get I get frustrated. And part of it is having the patience to invest the time, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, it, it truly is observation. I think um, artists just look at things in a different way. And and that that right brain um, kicks in and you see forms and shapes and, and that people just don't see and and you have to I guess you could learn to do that I think you could learn to see it well and photography in in many ways I view is just it's a, it's another art form and you're using light to paint a picture instead of paint in a brush yes yes very much so you know yeah. it's 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 it is about seeing differently and that's part of what I love about being an artist is I can and you too share with the world the way you see it Right, right, and and that that is the field of art, from abstract to impressionism to realism to photorealism. It gives us that opportunity to share those things. Indeed, indeed. Well, how did you come to uh, the uh, medium of oil paint and? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, um, through the years, when the kids were small, I did pastel. So I I fooled around with pastels and. The, that was good and it gave me a sense of color and all that, but they're so um, impermanent that I didn't like using them that much. And then I went to pen and ink. I love pen and ink, but it seems so rigid. And so I joined up with a group of artists who went over to Italy to do some plain air painting. And I had never been to Italy and I never plain air painted. And I thought, oh, this should be fun. And I took my watercolors with me, right? And so I'm painting in watercolor and I'm frustrated. Oh my God, I, I admire watercolor artists. I think they're amazing. So I'm painting in watercolor and the, the artist that I was with said, you know, I don't do dry oil. I think, you, I think you'd like oil. So I said, oh, what the heck, okay. So I started whipping out some oil paints and people gave me some on a canvas. And, and I like the fact that you can make mistakes. And you can scrape it off if you want and start over, move the oil around. It's very, um, what do you call it? It's very malleable. You can push it and, 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 and do things with it that you can't do with watercolors. Once you lay down watercolor, it's decisive. It's done. And you better know exactly where you're going to put the colors and the paint at any point in time. So that's why I admire watercolor artists. I think they're astounding. But... I like the fact that I make mistakes and I want to shift something or or change the color or change the value and oils allow you to do that. It's it's a very forgiving medium, if you will. Uh, what inspires your art? Where does it come from? Well, like I said, with this art renewal thing, it, it's the moment. Um, I, I love to do portraits too. I think my two subjects are either seascapes with boats and marine um, as the subject or people. I, I'm fascinated with people um, because you can capture a person, you can capture the likeness, but 
more important than the likeness is a moment in their life when they are thinking of something or or you've caught them off guard or um, it's just that special moment that the personality comes off that canvas. And when I'm doing a portrait, it's exciting. I mean, you're painting along and you're getting the likeness and, and, and everything goes well. And all of a sudden that person seems to jump onto that canvas and I get excited. Mm-hmm. So that, that to me is capturing a moment. Um, it's the moment in that person's life or it's the moment you know, of, of turning that canal in Guythorn and seeing the yellow boat all by itself. Um, that those are those are special moments. When you paint portraits, uh, do you typically paint from a photograph or do they sit for you? A little bit of both. Um, and when I get commissions, I usually tell people it'll be a better portrait if you will sit, or I can have a one-on-one photo session with you because. As I'm photographing them, though I'm not a photographer like you, I'm catching the personality and I'm listening to them and I'm seeing their facial gestures so that I will take one of those photographs and will use it as the basis for a portrait. And it usually comes out quite well. One of the the most exciting portraits I've done, and it's on my website, it's fairly huge. It's of five young boys called The Boys. And um, they were captured by one of their mothers after attending etiquette class with their mothers, learning how to ask people to dance, blah, blah, blah. And so these personalities, you can just see them. They are so relieved to be out of this class. And I I said, oh, that is a moment to capture. So I did the boys and it's it's gotten a lot of attention. It's a wonderful painting. it's it's that combination of seeing and being with the individual. Um, artists paint from three things. They photograph as a reference, their memory of the circumstances, the experience, okay, or live. And so when you combine all three of those, you get good results. Uh, the most difficult is when somebody hands you a photograph of a deceased friend or relative or, and says, please do this. I've done that, but it's been very difficult to find the personality there. Yeah, I, I can I can only imagine it's just it ends up being both very literal and figuratively very two dimensional. You don't yeah. get the depth of the character yes. off of that one image. Right. Right. Yep. Well, thank you for sharing that. What advice would you give to an artist starting out? Wow. What advice? Well, you have to really have a lot of faith in yourself, I think. And and you have to turn off the noise of the world, right? The world has its standards. It has its popular minutes and moments. You got to turn that all off and you have to really do what you know you want to do as an artist. I, I know that a few years ago, the pendulum had swung to abstract expressionism. It's still there a little bit in the art world, a lot of uh, expressionism, color, um, pop art. And in, in, in the sales were there and I thought, well, you know, should I change what I'm doing? No, 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 no. You stick to what makes you feel good and what you know you're supposed to be. Um, 
And that's sometimes hard for an artist to find because you have that long continuum from the totally abstract all the way to photorealism. And so you can sit somewhere on that line and you don't know where you're going to sit. And so finding that spot is important and then locking in and just perfecting your art. So yes, be true to yourself. I think that would be my most important advice to any artist Um, and enjoy it for God's sakes. It's a gift. I mean, I think it's a gift. Everybody tells me you've got a wonderful gift. Well, yeah, thanks, I do. And and I enjoy my gift. I, I like using it as much as I can. And, and that's why it gets exciting when somebody sees one of your pieces and says, oh, I love it. And you go, oh, yes, I do too. <laughs> and then hope you, hopefully the next sentence is, and I'd like to take it home. Yeah, yeah. that's what we wish to. But, you know, I, I, um, I, <laughs> there are many stories. I used to uh, partake in uh, down in Charleston, Piccolo Spoleto for years and a lot of people, what fun of it was meeting all these people and being with other artists, like two, two dimensions, one sharing time with our other artists and meeting a whole bunch of people and, and seeing them look at your work and, and, and yes, buying it and taking it home. Um, and a quick story, this one young man fell in love with one of my paintings and he, he had to be young, probably just out of college. And he said, oh, I love your painting. He said, I really want it. He said, but if I buy your painting, I can't go over to Europe. I can do one or the other. I only have so much money. And I said, well, then why don't you go to Europe? You know, if you have, you know, you see the world. So at the end of the, the towards the end of Piccolo Spoleto, the last day he shows up again and he buys my painting. And I said, well, you're not going to be able to go to Europe. He said, that's okay. I can always go to Europe, but I don't want to lose this painting. And I said, okay. Well, years go by, Chip. Three years later, I'm still at Piccolo Spoleto in my tent. Along comes this gentleman and he looks at me. He said, you don't remember me, do you? And I said, well, you meet a lot of people. And he said, I bought such and such a painting. It was called Bottom Walk. And I said, oh, yeah. I said, so when did you get to Europe? And he said, I got to tell you the truth. He said, I bought your painting and I went to Europe that summer. (laughs) (laughs) I said, you stinker. He said, I just wanted to see what you'd do. <laughs> he said, and I love the painting. I said, that's good. So. Well, that's a fun story. It uh, is. And, I, and I love Charleston. My my oldest went to college at Charleston, so I got down there that's quite a bit while he was in school. That's uh, a wonderful school. Yeah. And just a great town. I mean, it's just got so much history and it's a wonderful food scene and the arts are, are strong. So, yes. Uh, yes, yes. I enjoyed my years. I was in Charleston for almost 20, 22 years, something like that. Yeah. Well, that brings us now to the, to the final question. It's our time has gone by so fast. The final question is what artist or artist would you recommend folks go check out? This could be somebody you just discovered, somebody who's been a long influence of yours, living, dead, what have you. What's a couple artists we should go check out? Well, one is Anders Zorn. Um, Zorn lived the 19th century, turn of the 19th century. He was Swedish. Anders Zorn used four colors to paint and that's it 
And whenever I teach, I, I, like, I start my students off with just those four colors because there's an infinite amount of variety with those four colors. So mm -hmm. he used ivory black, he used cadmium red, yellow ochre, and white. And from those, he made magnificent portraits to the point where um, Gardner, uh, she was here, she, the Elizabeth Gardner Museum in, in Boston. Um, she encouraged him to come to the United States and he ended up painting portraits of Taft, hmm. over Cleveland and Teddy Roosevelt. So he became quite the, the masterful portrait um, artist. And so I would say, look up Ander Zorn because he knew how to, he knew how, well, forms and shapes and he was good at portraits, but he also knew how to use those colors. And masterfully, he can even pull a blue out of a black. It, it's mm. really a little combination touch where you it might get gray if you do black and white, but he could pull a blue out of it. Anyway, so that would be one. I really think he's good. Soroya, who was Spanish, is probably one of the best for light. Um, he captured light, um, the brightness when his scenes, both of the water and, and sunlight. And there's one with all of his daughter and his wife and another one where they're, they're mending a fishing net. And the, the light, it's incredible how he was able to capture that. So I would say study Soroya, study under Zorn. And then uh, being a marine artist, there is a Russian, Ivan Azanovsky, who um, his treatment of water and waves are, are just, nobody's equaled them. Um, so look at those as well, you know, but the world's full of wonderful artists. I, it's, those are three of my favorites though, I, you know. Well, well, thank you for those uh, recommendations. Uh, I definitely will uh, spend some time personally and hopefully uh, the audience will uh, be able to get into them as well. Yes. I will include links to all of the artists' work in the show notes so that folks can easily uh, find and explore their artwork. And then I, I think I'd add one more, Richard Schmidt. Um, he is, I'm sure you've heard of him, Ala Prima. He is the Bible on how to oil paint. So if, if I would recommend any artist who's interested in oil painting to find that book, Ala Prima, and, and it's, it's a reference you just go back to over and over again. So. No, it's a, a solid addition there. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of our time. And uh, if folks want to... Uh, check out your work they can certainly go to your website alana nuff that's uh, a l a n a k n u f f dot com as well as uh, they can see you can see alana's art at the uh, art council of moore county's campbell house gallery and sparrow house interiors in pinehurst and uh, Thank you again, Alana, for your time today. And again, congratulations on taking first place at the uh, Falk Annual Juried Show. And I really appreciate getting to know you a little bit better and uh, exploring your artistic journey here a bit today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, too.
Thank you for joining us. This has been the Artist Spotlight with Chip Freund. Find accompanying blog posts at chipfreundphoto.com slash blog. And you may subscribe to our show on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like listening.